0: You are listening to Rev Radio with Dr. Jermon Glenn of The Revolution in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Join us at 5301 28th Street Court, Southeast, for worship on Sundays at 12 noon, Tuesdays at 6.30, or online through our cyber campus at revolutioncm.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at CM. This is Rev Radio with Dr. Jermon Glenn. Rev Radio. best that I can to help you today to uh, advance in the cause and in the things of God. If you give yourself a moment as the house settles, because I don't want you to be distracted. This is going to be a great time. Close your eyes, bow your heads for a moment. Let's have a moment of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we open ourselves up to your word. We came here to worship. We came here to listen to your word, to grow, to develop, and mature. We pray in Jesus' name, name that you will bless this time and bless this word that we share and let it be impactful for our lives in Jesus name we pray amen come on clap your hands and give God glory give him glory so last week I dealt with the topic of unlock relationships and I kind of talked about the type of friends you need four types of friends that you need. For those of you that weren't here, I'll give you a brief recap but you really should listen to it because it was good. Four type of friends that you need in your life. The developer. The developer. These are the people that grow you. The people that grow you. The second type of friend that you need in your life is the designer. These are like mentors or people who show you. People who model or you can model your life after in various areas. The third type of relationship you need is the disturber. The disturber. Don't let you allow you to settle for status quo, but stir you. These are the people that stir you up. The fourth is the discerner. Those are the people who know you, who know you best, know your identity, and know the real you. We talked about real friends in the story of Mark the second chapter and how they bring you or move you beyond your own ability. They move you beyond your own ability. Not only do they move you beyond your own ability, but they uh, help eliminate obstacles in your life. They help eliminate obstacles in your life. Thirdly, real friends, real friends believe the best in you while dealing with your truth. They believe the best in you and the best about you while believing in your truth. And then, most importantly, great friends always bring you to Jesus. Great friends bring you to Jesus when they know exactly what you need. Anybody thankful for the person that introduced you to the man that changed your life and saved you? Come on, clap your hands and give God praise. For your great relationships. So, relationships are essential and important because, in the process or in relationships, life is all about relationships. Life is all about relationships. They say it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? So in the facet of our life, one of the most important things that will cause us to excel or to advance is the people that we're connected to or the people we surround ourselves with. So in life and in relationships, it's important to consider not only to take the assessment of your own friendships, but also think about the type of friend that you are. And in thinking about the type of friend that you are, I would suggest that you be the type of friend that you would want that you would be the type of friend that you want. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of information in these next couple moments, so I ask that you put your mind at ease and do something for me. Hear what I'm saying without assessing it yet, okay? Here's the challenge with what I'm about to say. While I'm talking and teaching, you're going to be thinking about your friends and Shirley and Johnny and Billy and who? And and nope, yep, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, I don't want you to do that because if you do that, you're going to miss something that I say. Go home and think about them, right? In this moment, just take in the information that I give you. I, I promise you it'll bless you. Is that a deal? All right, work real hard. When they come up in your mind, just stay focused, all right? So in the reality of this, God has blessed us we have been privileged to have some great relationships in our life. In the ability to have great relationships in your life, then the problem or the challenge is that sometimes good relationships can turn bad. Good relationships can become toxic. They can become indifferent. And usually when great relationships, when we mourn great relationships that once uh, were just what we needed in our life it's because sometimes there's a third party involved something happened maybe we outgrew them maybe we changed and we didn't we didn't allow the revolution the evolution of the relationship to evolve that can bring us so we can grow up together so so the, so it's important to avoid uh, your great or your healthy relationships from returning or coming toxic relationships toxic relationships are very very difficult because when you deal with toxic relationships the topic of toxic or the definition is anything that is containing poisonous material that is capable of causing serious sickness or even death anything that is capable of sucking your life out of you becomes toxic anything that drains you or takes your life not just literally but metaphorically So when you think about this, God wants our life to be protected from toxic relationships. Anytime people engage or involve themselves in a toxic relationship, it is because of the simple fact that lack of confidence and insecurity breeds toxic relationships. This is why two whole people got to get in a relationship. Two secure people got to get in a relationship because uh, if you're insecure and I'm secure, whether we boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, or best friends, insecure people do not make great friends. <laughs> Because every time there's a cause or a reason to celebrate me, or I have something happy or some good news to share you, if you're insecure, you're going to automatically compare your success with my success, and then you can't really be genuinely happy. And that's just draining. Are y'all with me? Right? So, 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 what the Bible says is don't be misled that bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. I know your mama been telling you since you was a little bitty baby, watch out who you hang out with. Pick your friends wisely, right? Because bad, you could be a good girl. Good girls. Mm-hmm. And you could turn into a bad one. If you hang out with bad ones. Because <laughs> bad company corrupts good character now don't go blaming your friends on why you act the way you act i'm gonna just keep on going so to highlight this to tell you a story or to look at this there's a life a story in the bible that i want to highlight that, that there's so many parallels i mean i preach i preach so many messages of this you could you should dig in the archive i preach lessons from the lap Lessons from the lab. I preach. I preach. Uh, I got a story to tell you about the girl that I knew. No, that was a different one. I'm sorry. But um, you you. This is this story of Samson Delilah has so much truth and so much treasure in it that it is an exciting story that you can gain so much insight to what a toxic relationship looks like and what should be done and what should not be done. So let's look very quickly, Judges, the 16th chapter, and let's analyze what a toxic relationship looks like so we can avoid them. The scripture says Samson, and I don't really have time to get into the history of Samson, but he was one of the strongest men in the Bible, one of the strongest men in the Bible that was called to redeem Israel from the hands of the Philistines. And his strength was so intimidating because they couldn't figure out how to trip him up for nothing. But Samson had a problem. He liked the ladies. And the ladies liked him. They liked the muscles that Samson had. They liked them long dreadlocks or them curly locks that he had. Right, And so Samson, his challenge, his hang-up in his, his character flaw was that he had an issue or a problem with women. There's nothing with liking women or liking a woman, a one woman, your woman. It's a problem when you like the women's or you like the ladies, right, 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 right? So Samson had this problem with the ladies, and, and so, so they, they couldn't figure out how to trip him up. So here's the story, and we'll just jump right in. So Samson went to Gaza. He saw a prostitute there. See, look at him. Right off the bat. We We're still in verse 1. He messing with prostitutes. You like passage? This in the Bible. You better read it. It's good. This chick on the side down here on the Gaza Strip. No, I'm just playing. So Samson went to Gaza Strip, I mean Gaza, and saw a prostitute. He went to her. That means he, he, he yeah. And the news got around. Samson's here. Samson's here. They gathered around in hiding, waiting all night for him. All night they was waiting for him to come out from with the prostitute. He was in there doing something that they don't say. They waited for him at the city gate, quiet as a mouse, thinking at sunrise we'll kill him. We got him this time. Samson was in bed with this woman until midnight. Don't say what they was doing. They was just in bed, right? That's what some people say. They'd be like, we was just in bed. We wasn't doing nothing. Then he got up. When he got up, he seized the doors of the city at the gate and two gateposts, boats and all, hefted them on his shoulder and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Samson is a strong dude. He's a strong man. So they try to trip him up and catch him off guard, but he still was able to wiggle out of it. The scripture says in verse four to five that sometimes later he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, or grapes and her name was Delilah. Now, this isn't the same woman. This isn't the woman. He was just winning. in verse two It's verse four. He with another woman already. Somebody say, Samson got a problem. Samson got a problem. He done went from verse 2 to verse 4 from one relationship to the next relationship. Let me tell you a clue about toxic relationships. Toxic relationships always begin where the other one ended. See, if you're about to get into a serious friendship relationship in any capacity, make sure that if you're the rebound person, That is some time that happened in between so you don't end up catching the flack from the negativity or the issues that they have with the previous person. Let it breathe and say, hey, if you like me, you want me, you serious, I'll be here when you get done. But have a minute, take a breath because I'm not your rebound chick. Sorry. You understand what I'm saying, right? You need some time to breathe because toxic relationships never get enough time to breathe. They never get enough time to breathe, and nobody who can have emotional capacity can switch that fast. You can't give your heart and your emotions and your, and your mind to somebody, and then when that don't work, just jump to the next thing and it be healthy. You need some time to heal, breathe, figure out what worked, what didn't work, why it happen, what was good, what was bad, so that by the time you move to the next thing, you're not penalizing the new person for the old stuff. Oh, y'all ain't getting no amens because I'm in your business. That's how I like it. Let me stay right. Let me stay right. Let me get some space. You want to look at me like that? Because people don't like to be alone. They don't like transition. And instead of getting in a healthy space, they just move from one place to the next place to the next place and breeds toxicity. Mm hmm look at it so it's the scripture the scripture says that he found this woman named delilah verse four verse four he finds this woman named delilah fell in love with her her name was delilah Uh, fell in love you just was with the prostitute you in love already like man he falls in love with her the philistine tyrant approached him and said approached her and said seduce him discover what's behind his strength and how we can tie him up and humble him each man's company will give you a hundred shekels of silver here's the second thing about toxic relationships you ready toxic relationships always have an ulterior motive toxic relationships always have an ulterior motive if you can't express why we should be friends why should we should be together what's the reason what do you like about me i don't know i just i just why do you want to marry <laughs> Got to be more than that. Like at some point, you need to be able to articulate why we friends, why we hang out together, why my life matters. If you can't speak it, if you can't say it, if you can't articulate it, then I'm questioning what the motive is. Mm -hmm, Guys, ask her why she want to be with you. Why do you want to be with me? Why me? Because I got a job. You heard all the girls went quiet. They was like, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> what happen if I get laid off? Oh, Now y'all like... Uh. Don't make me come for you, all right? Y'all better smile and say amen. <laughs> Verse 6. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me, dear... The secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and humbled, how you can be tied up and humbled. And Samson told her, Samson told her, if they were to tie me up with seven bow strings, the kind made from fresh animal tendons and not dried out, then I would become weak just like anyone else. You ready? Here we go. Number three, toxic relationships want your virtue but not your value. Toxic relationships only want your virtue. They don't care what you care about. They just want what they want from you. This is going to help somebody today. Toxic relationships only want to Tell me where your strength lies. Tell me the secret to your success. Tell me the secret to how you got here. Tell me how you made your money. Tell me how you made that happen. They want the virtue, but when you try to tell them the sacrifice that came with the strength, they don't want the sacrifice. They only want the strength. They only want the virtue and not your value. Be careful about toxic relationships. Next scripture says, the Philistines tyrant, they then brought her seven both strings not dried out she tied them up with them the men were waiting in ambush in her room then they said the philistines are on you samson he snapped the cords as though they were mere threads and the secret of his strength was still a secret you ready you ready you ready toxic relationships will always try to use what you tell them against you Toxic relationships will always try to use what you tell them against you. If somebody confide in you and trust you with something, do not ever betray them. Do not even ever bring it up in a heated argument because if you ever use it in an argument against them, they will never trust you again. Toxic relationships always will use what you try to. Come on, stay in the room. You're going to your friends. I told you, lead them friends along. Talk, listen to me, right? Toxic relationships will always try to use what you tell them or use what you told them against them. Let's look at the next verse. Delilah said to him, come now, Samson. You're playing with me. you making up stories. Be serious. Let me, let me, let me, let me know how you can be tied up. She kind of. I'm not going to say it. Let me know how you can be tied up. Toxic relationships will tie you up and keep you busy and unproductive. Did you hear what I said? Toxic relationships will tie you up and keep you busy and unproductive. You can be busy but not producing anything. Toxic relationships do not produce anything out of your life. It's just busy. We're always together. we always going somewhere. We're always doing something. we always spending money. But when we look up, we have nothing to show for all the time that we spent. We're just moving and looking busy and looking proactive. And it's a waste of time because toxic relationships will keep you busy but unproductive verse 11 verse 11 he told her if you were to tie me up with tight new ropes ropes never used for work then i would be helpless just like anybody else you ready toxic relationships don't seek to preserve your uniqueness toxic relationships. Don't seek to preserve your uniqueness. In other words, relationships that want to normalize you, make you regular, ordinary, and like everybody else. Don't identify what's special about you, what's unique about you, and then protect it. Not only do I need you to acknowledge what's different about me, I need you to protect what's different about me and never try to make me normal or regular or ordinary because each one of us are different and unique and we have something special about us and great relationships. Relationships always protect your uniqueness. And when you try to downplay yourself or be less than you are, great relationships look at you and say, listen, you're better than that. You're smarter than that. You're stronger than that. You're wiser than that. Don't settle for that. You ain't got to take that. You ain't got to settle for that. You're too good for that. And great relationships will always pull you back into what's special about you. And toxic relationships will always try to let you settle for less than what you are. I'm coming up in here today. They will always try to settle. Come back in the room. Come back in the room. Look at you. Am I me? Who is that? Listen, because toxic relationships will not protect or preserve your uniqueness. Verse 12, and I'm almost finished. I'm halfway there. So Delilah got new, got some new ropes. She tied him up and said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. The men were hidden in the next room. They, he snapped the new ropes from his arms like a thread. And then Delilah said to Samson, you're still playing games with me. You're teasing me with your lies. Tell me how you can be tied up. Now, by now, Samson should have been gone. Forget tell me why you still... T- Samson, tell me why you still there. Look at your neighbor and, t- and ask him, tell me why you still there. Tell me why you still with them. Tell me why... You ain't even say. Tell me why you still hanging out. Tell me why you still going over there. Tell me why you still answering the phone. Tell me why you still hanging. Tell me why you... Your neighbor didn't even say, they only said one of them, didn't they? They left you along after that because you looked at them like you were about to slap them. (laughs) Because it's easy when you're looking at Samson objectively. To say, you're crazy for still even being here to allow this to happen. But when it's you in the situation, you go time and time, chance after chance. And maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll be different. Maybe it'll change this time. Listen, toxic relationships always have a sign. Never just showed up toxic. Oops. It's toxic oops, what? I don't know what happened. We was just happy and then one day. No. It started with something and then it moved to something else. And then it got deeper than that, and then it got to something else. Because toxic relationships always have a sign. It builds up. It builds up to build up, to build up, to build up. And the more you settle for, and the more you allow, and the more you take, then the more relaxed you become. Because you start going, well, at least I'm not by myself, and at least I got somebody, even though this ain't working for me, but it's working better than being alone, and it's working better than Toxic relationships always have a sign. Always have a sign. Always have a sign. Toxic relationships, one sign that that you may be experiencing a toxic relationship is that toxic relationships are one-sided. She just keeps pressing him. You never really hear Samson say anything but respond. It's just one-sided, self-centered, one-sided, self-centered. If the person that you're talking to, talking with, the friendships you develop are always talking about them, them, them. Never hear you, never listen listen, never care what you care about never celebrate what you, just them them them, every time you tell them something they find a way to turn it around, it's one sided it's self centered and it's consistently dragging you down it might be a toxic he said to her he said to her, if you wove the seven braids of my hair this do stupid, if you wove the seven braids of my hair into the fabric of a loom and drew it tight, then I would be as helpless as any other mortal. Why? Why why would you want to minimize the greatness that God placed in your life and become ordinary and regular like everybody else and then you have the nerve after she trying it three times look at the next scripture you tell her that and then you fall asleep are you crazy why are you sleeping there get up sir get your stuff and go home why are you there why are you relaxed why are you that comfortable because the more and more you're in a toxic relationship the more it becomes normal and the more Comfortable you get. I don't know about you, but if I told somebody something about me three times and every time I told them they tried it, I'm not sleeping around them, let alone eating around them, being around them, hanging out around them. I ain't being seen with you because I can't trust you. Delilah took the seven braids of his hair. He getting a he getting cornrows. Why are you getting cornrows, sir? <laughs> Why are you letting her braid your hair, sir? <laughs> then she said to the Philistines, she said to Samson, the Philistines are on you. He woke up from his sleep, ripped loose from both the loom of the fabric. She said, How can you say I love you when you won't even trust me? She gave him a sad eyes. Can you? I, I need some I need some music right there, Dance. Some soap opera music right there. How? I thought, I thought we was better than that. How? Why are you playing with me? Whoever get emotional first is lying. (laughs) I just told you something right there. How can you say you love me and you don't even, how can you even ask me that? First of all, everything I just told you, you tried to use against me. How How can I say I love you and I don't even trust you? Second of all, I never said I love you. But you said you said we'd always be together. You said I was the only one. I'm out here now, Anna. You know. I never told you I loved you. Here's the thing, toxic relationships are manipulative. How you gonna try to make me feel guilty about something I never told you like I owe you something that I never promised you? Did you hear what I said? How you gonna make me feel guilty about something I never told you like I owe you something that I never promised you? You can't make me give you what I never promised you. You You want it a ring on it but we've we've been in this so long I mean I'm just getting tired of being around all my friends and they're getting married and they're going to parties and I just keep showing up and I'm just the other girl He like, okay. I don't want it like that. If I gotta manipulate, play games, threaten you, tell you we about to break up if you don't do something. Bah! Ultimatums, intimatums. And the other point is, girl, be strong enough that if he ain't made it by then, then keep it moving. Because if you make him want it bad enough, he'll be like, girl, hey, hey. Hey, sup. Thank you for listening to Rev Radio with Dr. Jamone Glenn. We're so glad you joined us. Be sure to tune in next time for a revolutionary experience. Rev Radio.